0: And welcome to episode 222 or 222 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa and I'm joined by a very unimpressed Matt Figueroa. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> I just watched your face and you were like, what is this guy doing? What is 222. He's it? just fing this up completely. You're going to get demonetized on YouTube because I keep yeah. swearing in the first like 30 oh, seconds. of the video. yeah. Here. <laughs> it's fine, <funny. laughs>
1: Actually, how does the demonetization work? Isn't it after the first, is the first 30 seconds or the first?
0: It's either the first 30 seconds or first minute. All I know is that when I watch um, uh, or when I listen to the Giant Bomb podcast, Janet Cho hosts there is very particular about that in the intro. Uh, He's like, please don't swear in the first minute. Otherwise, YouTube's going to nail uh, us. Oh, well, that, we, so.
1: we screwed. I'll have to bleep that out. It's cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's all good. It's all we, good. Just put, do. A, put a little thing over my mouth so it's also not seen in the video, you know.
1: Oh my word, do you think they would mark that as well?
0: I actually don't know. Um, I know that uh, like Linus Tech Tips do a podcast or oh, the WAN Show and they bleep all of their swearing throughout the entire show. And they like oh, manually wait. do it. Like he's got a little button on his little algato or whatever. <laughs> so he just like preempts his I own, need one of those. <laughs> his <laughs> own potty mouth and he's like beep, 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 <laughs> like my god. Well, our, our podcast would sound like Morse code if that happened. It would.
1: So. We've got a 15 second grace period though, because we do have an intro song, which fills up a little bit of that. That opening. Yeah, I think
0: I blew that wide open. It doesn't matter. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: but, uh, impossible challenge. Please. Don't swear in the first minute of the podcast.
0: It's impossible. I mean, <laughs> how satisfying is it to swear? I mean, it's just, I, even in my workplace, maybe it's just a <laughs> startup thing or a software dev thing, but people just fuck. they just swear. No, all the time. It's,
1: a, it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty common thing in the work. Like, look, I, within reason. Like but I there's, mean, my work yeah, within is, reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> within reason. I'm, not, I'm not, g- not
0: about to be in a meeting presenting work and being like, so this feature was fucked up. Like, like I'm not going to do that. I that mean,
1: stuff. you're not going to walk into McDonald's and the person's going to be like, what would you like to fucking order? <laughs>
0: I would like a fucking Big Mac. That's what... <laughs>
1: a big fucking Mac.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, what size? Fucking huge.
1: <laughs> fucking super size.
0: <laughs> I mean, if they ever renamed the size... Were you, were you aware that they changed the sizes like, what, two, three years ago? Mm. No? Regularly it was very large. confusing for a long mm. time because now like large was actually extra large and medium was actually large. Yeah. And really, like, so you'd go there and be like, I want a medium and you get this like coach coaching. Thing. Like, yeah. What is happening? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know
1: why, why they did away with that. Cause it was a pretty, it, it was normal. The small, medium, large, yeah. extra large. All that I, is they I mean, they just swapped out the medium for regular.
0: Yeah. So now it's small, regular, medium, large. Yeah. yeah it's very confusing. Very, very confusing to me. Um, but yeah, so now I think the new scale should just be like fucking small, small, <laughs> fucking not small, <laughs> fucking <God>. huge. <laughs> There's a lot going yeah. on. <laughs> Hire me, McDonald's. <laughs> I
1: don't know if they would.
0: <laughs> and then the Happy Meal would just be a fucking Happy Meal. Yeah, Get just happy. any meal. Happy yeah. Meal. <laughs> Love to see it. Comes those. with two toys. If wow. you just want a normal Chris- Happy Meal, it just comes with one toy.
1: Good lord, kids these days are
0: going to be swearing. <laughs> those toys are lame now. I, I Maybe mean, it's a like a rose tinted glasses thing, but when I was, I was a kid, say, those toys
1: ruled. Weren't they always lame now that we're
0: adults? We're like, oof. I feel like when we were smaller, or when I was a kid at least, like they used to do more. <laughs> they used to be more like interactive. They used to have like more functions. Now it's just like, this is a plastic car and that's it.
1: Like, I mean, okay. Weren't there also more partnerships? It feels like that mm. if there was, I don't know, a Disney movie happening or some kids movie happening, there would always be toys linking it's to true. the franchise. I don't. I mean, I think it still happens. I don't know how often it. There's happens, a lot though. more Nintendo
0: stuff lately. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't one for the movie though. Or maybe I just haven't noticed it because I just don't go to McDonald's <laughs> much anymore. But, um, but like I would go there and get like a little Mario toy with a little meal. Mm. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then you I remember get it and back say, in the day, <laughs> like Steers, because a lot of these, these, um, the fast food places, they've like moved away from toys for some reason. I think it's only like McDonald's and probably like KFC that still do it. But like, uh, Steers used to do it. Like Nando's used to do it. Like, um, anyway, Steers one time they had this whole range of toys. This was ages ago. I must have been like, <laughs> eight or seven spring robots. chicken and they were like sort of like before the movie came out they had brought out these toys that were sort of like transformers but they were insects so ah, they were just cool. regular like insects when they were in regular form and then you could like and then it's like a little robot Ooh. um and that's pretty cool like you do not get that anymore mm. i paid 200 rand for that now in the shops. so what's yeah, going on lame yeah. i remember the the great uh the great rush of the what were those toys called mighty beans crazy beans Mighty um, beans. yeah they were these little like they were like these pull shaped beans that had like a ball uh, bearing in them yeah and you'd flick them and they're just like yes boom. no i do remember and then those. you put them on tracks and they would just like do forever nuts, like, like and then i remember nando's at a point was like oh we have five exclusive ones that you can only get <laughs> at nando's and was like oh, my God, got to go get Nando's. the then you have to eat dry-ass chicken burger at the time because Nando's <laughs> sucked back then. Like, That's But you Nando's. got a mighty bean. You got this little plastic thing with a ball were, bearing that was painted like shit this. on the playground.
1: Yo, oh, wow. you come to
0: school with these fucking Alessandra beans. Alessandra has they the were five
1: exclusive Nando's ones. He's so cool. <laughs> the Nando's
2: beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what a
0: time Being to a kid love. was fun. Being a kid was fun. It is, got, it, you got so excited about stupid shit, but it was fun.
1: It is amazing watching, like being an adult and watching how kids are, because we were the same when we were little. Mm. So I went to the zoo with my my brother, sister-in-law and their kids, Um, when is it on Thursday, the public holiday? (laughs) And my brother went to buy and asked him for them and he was holding his youngest and he gave him his, his ice cream packet. He was so excited to eat it. He started licking the packets. Oh my goodness. Let's get out just laughing, shaking his head. like, no, <laughs> why are you doing <laughs> that?
0: <laughs> I mean, depending on the ice cream, same. Yeah. I would do the same so, yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's true. As an adult, I do the yeah. same. And yeah, I pass it I just to so, get said, so excited. please open it for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's all wet now. I can't grab it. <laughs> yeah, kids, are uh, kids get so excited. I do think being a kid now, though, like, Oh, I don't know if it's harder. Maybe "hard" is the wrong word, but like I, I feel like we had it simpler. Like we were just discovering things, like the internet. So when a kid rocked up to school, I remember at least he would have found like ten pictures of Dragon Ball Z on Google image search and printed out. And people like, "Holy <laughs> shit! What is that? What is that?" That is insane. And he's like, I'll sell it to you for 20 rand. And oh my like, god. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Those like, kids It's hushling. just an A4 piece of paper that's not even like color printing because who had color printing then like Yeah, but that that's but hey, part was of the
1: was appeal. Then you get to color it in.
0: Super Saiyan Goku level 4 and you're like, oh my that's wow. never been on SABC 2 shit. Like L- this yeah. is the
1: same kid who grew up and went to Nando and said, listen, if we have exclusive beans, <laughs> i know this industry inside out
0: (laughs) nowadays kids are just like yo do you have the latest skin on Fortnite, or have you played this game on roblox
1: it's actually quite scary because i mean so my one colleague john michael michael he's got a bunch of nieces and nephews and they Mm. i mean i've I've known him for a couple years now so i've known i've heard stories about them from the youngest being like four at the time to 10, whatever. So they are that oh, demographic. Hectic. Okay. And it's funny because a, a legit insult at school now is calling somebody a default.
0: Because <laughs> they play with their default skin. Yeah, well, because they they can't
1: afford to buy, an,
0: you know, any you other got skin. That, you got that default dance insult.
1: I, I laugh because I'm like, as an adult, you're just like, that is the most ridiculous insult. But can you imagine being a kid – Begging your parents to buy you a skin. They're like, no, I'm not putting money into this game. It's cosmetic." But mom, I don't want to be a default. I want to be a default. Yeah, but that's a legit insult.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Th- but this is what I mean. It's harder nowadays. It's so just like n-
1: next time your manager pisses you off, just turn to them and say, Don't be such a default. <laughs>
0: oh my God. <laughs> then i'll be looking for a new job um
1: the default this will be their response
0: you know it's default your your salary again oh wow (laughs) (laughs) my goodness yeah
1: it's. i think it is um it's i don't know like i suppose there's an argument made whether it's more difficult for kids these days but i think through history, every time there is something, some or other tech thing happening, and parents go, "Ooh, like yeah, we never yeah. grew up with this. Kids have it so hard these days. I mean, well, think about TV. I, I remember being yeah. a kid and I couldn't sit too close, couldn't watch too long because you know, we get square square bad, bad for your brain, yeah. bad for your eyes, bad for your eyes, all of that. And now it's like we have screens literally everywhere. <laughs>
0: we well, even just, just I mean, we were ripe in that that uh, era of video games becoming a very prominent thing in house. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were big before and with the Nintendo and whatever, but, you know, like, how many times would you go to a friend's house and then be like, oh, my mom says I can only play an hour of PlayStation or like, oh, I don't own a PlayStation because my parents think it's video
1: games. Let like me that. ask you this. Like, you, you, I don't know if this is a Portuguese thing, but were you allowed to play games whenever you wanted or only certain times?
0: <laughs> so... Maybe my answer is different because I never owned a console oh, you for never a, owned a- oh, yes. I had yes. I, I got my first, my first console when I was early, like, 12 mm. or 11, right about then. And that was, I never had a PlayStation 1 or 2, whatever. But when I got it, I was allowed to play as much oh, as I wanted. It's a dream. As, as, long, <laughs> as long as my work was done. Like, my parents mm. are very adamant. They're like, this is a, a trust thing. You do your homework. You do this. You keep doing well in school. There's no limitation. I know.
1: My parents were weekends only and holidays. Absolutely. Oh,
0: I knew I knew some friends like that. Zero yep.
1: game time during the weekend, man, that was the worst.
0: <laughs> I had I had a friend who could only play during school holidays. So if the term was what? in, that's it. Yeah. So like when holidays okay, kicked that, in, you just did not see that kid. That's horrific. She's like, oh. Yeah, I know it's a hardcore. Very, very hard. Listen, I, I I don't think there's a bad route to that. I think no, every no. parent did the best with what they could, but um, you know, I knew a lot of people who had a similar deal to me, but just took advantage of it. So it's mm. like it could have gone both ways. Um, yeah, I don't know. Weekend, Weekends and holidays sounds fine.
1: I so. think, yeah, look, as a kid, it's you just think, oh my God, this is the worst. But as, as a kid, because you're
0: comparing it to other kids, you're like, but he can play on Mondays. Yeah. But yeah.
1: thinking about it, I'm like, it's not
0: that bad. I mean, nah, it's not that yeah. bad. It's not, I mean, I. As an adult, that's mostly when I play my video games. Not anyway. <laughs> during the week is just not even an option anymore. So, during like weekends yeah. and holidays. <laughs> Jeez, during the week, during the week is like a chore nowadays. It's just, yeah. So yeah, I
1: must, I, I've, I'm hitting. I don't know if, if I'm getting old or it's just the current stage of my life where I climb into bed. And I'm like, oh wow, it's it's load shedding. It's ten o'clock. I can play Switch for like two hours and sleep. Man, half an hour later, my hours are so heavy. I'm like, oh I can't. Oh, dude, I it's, just
0: can't do this. It, it, it's like it's like a gamble now. I either I either choose. It's like, do I play an hour of video games or do I play an or do I watch an hour of TV or do I read for an hour? Like mm. that, I just have an hour. Like that's mm. it. That's so yeah. It's a bummer. You know what else? Well, you know what doesn't have an hour to <laughs> develop? I don't. know. Don't tell but.
1: me, I'm I'm dying to hear this thing. <laughs> You started video off games. so confident, like, you know what else? Um, <laughs>
0: I tried Something, video games. After yes. 222 times, the segway is getting harder <laughs> and harder. Um, video games, uh, we play them here on Checkpoint Chat. Um, here we talk about video games. Um, bunch of stuff I want to touch on very, very quickly before we get to new stuff and meteor stuff. I finished Resident Evil 4 Remake. Nice. Damn, turns out <laughs> game is really good. Um, also, turns out the castle is the weakest part of that game. Sue me. Um, <laughs> the,
1: uh, can we just agree that the the village itself is the strongest part? A hundred
0: percent. That's not even up for debate. The village is like that. What it's it's about five hours you spend mm. in the village. Like it I, is. I think it's top it's to like bottom. Five best, hours yeah. a pop
1: per per section. So it's five hours. It feels about five right. Because my my
0: overall completion time was about sixteen about 15, hours 16, or so. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds about right. Um the castle listen, the castle's not bad. Mm. I just the castle reminds me the most of RE2, which is interesting. Um, it is more of the sort of Metroidvania y style mm. of uh design where you're able to go back right to the beginning of the castle and whatever. But I just feel it's not as well thought out and designed. You walk you're doing loads of backtracking to go find treasures mm. that you know you might want to get after the fact and a lot of them you can only get after the fact because you yeah. like need ashley or you need a certain um tool Friend, or yeah. whatever so so a lot yeah. of the stuff i just didn't go back and get because i just found it very boring um although on but, that uh, wasn't
1: it nice going back to find something then enemies had spawned
0: <laughs> that that's true that's I, fair. I remember yeah. walking
1: back to like the one uh, not not a throne room. It's one of the, one of the main hallways into the castle. Backtracking, there going. Wow, there's a treasure, and then just like ten dudes turning around, and be like, "Hey,
0: <laughs> what's yep. up?"
1: I'm like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> now that that sort of thing was it's cool because it keeps you on edge all the time, and there's like mm-hmm. a risk reward to like going and finding treasures because like, do you want to waste all your ammo? Mm-hmm. And um, I did get irritated at one. There was one part where. So there's that section, maybe this is a spoiler, but there's a section where you play as Ashley. Block your ears. <laughs> um, it's very, very good. Mm. Um, also, there's a trophy there for like getting through that section without ever using your lantern. And I was like, how? Uh, how? Okay. Just never use it. <laughs> cool. Enjoy that. Uh uh, yeah, that's another thing. The platinum for this game is absurd, I think. but anyway, uh, I'm still dancing um,
1: without Jeff getting it, but
0: No, nah, fuck that. They I, I read like three or four trophies and I was like, no, that does not <laughs> sound fun at all. Um so anyway, there's a there's a moment where you get to a part where a bunch of these knights are following you mm. and they hit light and they all freeze and you get to like crawl underneath them mm. and escape. There's a treasure in that it room is. behind you. And when, when you're back to being Leon, you cannot go there. It's how, impossible. They block that entrance and it's like...
1: So how do you actually cool. get that treasure? I also remember that.
0: And I, and I have this funny feeling that treasure is a key that's required for a chest elsewhere that is always locked under a specific key and I could never find that key. So mm. I was just like real bummed about that. Mm. But anyway, those are very small like nitpicks on what's otherwise a, I think a pretty phenomenal game. Yeah. Um, I think the bosses are really, really good. Like when I, when I finished it, especially that final boss battle, my mind immediately went back to um, the Dead Space remake I played earlier this year, mm. and I recall that boss, that like final, final boss, boss in Dead Space, being terrible yeah. uh, as it was when it first came out, and I just felt like this reinterpret. I'd never played the original, so mm. I don't know how this one compares to the original. But this boss, if it was an old design that was revamped for today, feels so good. Yeah. Like, it's multi-staged, it's dynamic, you move around a lot, you have to think a lot. Mm. Whereas in the Dead Space one, you're in a, like, 4 by 4 square where you're, you're just strafing left and right, avoiding stuff and shooting little glowy bits on an enemy. <laughs> so, like, this Classic. one felt like a much more a much more evolved version of that. And I just, I appreciated a lot of the work that went into making this feel very modern. And that's mm. why it's like... One of the best games I played this year.
1: Do you uh, have, without a doubt, any desire to replay it at all?
0: Yes, I do. I just, I have less desire to replay the this one, like immediately, as opposed to like three or two, just because of its length. Mm. It is. I mean, this one is easily about twice as long as RE two. It's very um, long, and it's four times as long as RE three. So yeah, but the
1: the reason I ask is because I I had the same gut reaction of oh my god. I know I've just rolled credits and I've got other stuff to play, but shit, I'd love to replay this. And I think that to me is just testament to how good the game feels. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just, I think part of why Resident Evil 4 is so beloved as one of the best action games, I mean, apart from, you know, the fact that it sort of defined third-person shooters as are today, it's just that it's so satisfying. It never gets old. Yeah walking into a room going, oh, there's four enemies. I'll shoot this dude in the head and then roundhouse kick him. <laughs> it just—it feels, so feels like so weighty and chunky. And even like the weapons themselves, they sound good. They feel good. They've got impacts. Um, mm. So just for those reasons, I'm, I'm immediately, I had the same sort of feeling I had when I finished Elden Ring, weirdly enough, where my, I'm immediately like, oh man, I can't wait to replay this game using a different build. I'm thinking yeah. RE4, man, maybe I should replay it on a harder difficulty with my same stuff all. Oh, yeah, let me try some weapons that I kind of ignored um, through through my but first I, play. I through. wanted to
0: ask you, did you originally play on Hardcore or did you play on Normal? No, no, I played on Normal. <laughs> okay, because when, when I went back, because I, I, I like opened up, I wanted to see what Professional was. And when I looked at the description for Normal, it says, for people new to RE4. And then Hardcore was like, for Resident Evil... Fans And I was like, oh, maybe I should have played that one. But I found parts in normal quite we're, difficult we're quite ch- Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. Draw,
1: I draw the line. So it's only because me, I'm, I'm captain. I like playing games on hardcore mode. Uh, but Resident Evil, the franchise as a well, whole, I kind of draw the line. Because I want a fair balance of, you know, I, I'll play it again on a harder difficulty. But I'll never start on the hardest difficulty. I'd, I'd like to get mm-hmm. a feel for the game before. Attack, and I thought normal was—I mean, I did it a couple it times. Was it challenging. was challenging, yeah.
0: Know. I there, there, there were moments. I mean, there are there definitely moments there where I was like, I feel like a fucking god, and mm. especially near the end when I had like a fully upgraded pistol and a fully upgraded shotgun. I was like, I am chewing through these people. Mm. But then you come up on like an encounter, and you suddenly have no ammo. Yeah. Um, uh, a good example was in the the lab with those fucking regenerating oh assholes. I hate those. They movies. are the, that one room where there's like five of them. <laughs> it's insane. I hate it.
1: Yeah. But so. can, can we appreciate the good design in that they're trying to force you to be very thoughtful with where you're shooting? Because the first yes. time I walked in that room, I'm like, oh, this one's got the whatever item you're looking for at the time. Shoot it. I'm like, okay, let me fight it. Oh, oh there's a sec. Oh, shit. There's a third one now. Yeah. And I was like, oh i was just shooting like willy-nilly that's my fault
0: (laughs) Uh, i ended up still going for all four because i really wanted all the gems so i was like i'm doing this i I refuse um but the 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 whole like idea of using the scope to figure out where to shoot them and then like i would run out of ammo on the submachine gun so i'd be like shit okay use the scope see where to shoot them switch to pistol shoot 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 i'm like am i missing this what is happening like Mm -hmm. why is he not dying like it's red the, the, it's like so much cool design like that like every little new chapter um evolves the formula somewhat even yeah. if even if like at the beginning your hardest enemy is like an enemy that has those little tendril things that sprout out of its head mm. and at the end of the game you're still getting those enemies but when they're peppered in with you know the regenerating ones or the zombies now that have body armor or the zombies that have uh metal shields like it just evolves the same formula mm-hmm. and keeps using those parts to its advantage. And it's, oh, it's just really it's good. good. The, the combat loop there is like one of the best. Yeah. But if it not feels the best, good. you'll find in a game like that. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, and I do recall there was a lot of um, hesitation, uh, you know, especially when RE3 remake came out. They're like, they, they're moving on to 4. This is a bad idea. This game mm-hmm. is pretty much perfect. They... Are going to sully it by like trying to improve on a perfect form, and I think they I did. Think,
1: look, like on on Reddit, I've seen people going, "Oh no, the remake is this worse than the original." Blah blah, and I I suppose what? you can make you can make cases for both because I'm sure there are things from the original that you go oh i missed that i mean i, I haven't played the original i mean in, the same thing was said of re3 time. though No, but, but like, re3 i feel i still love the hell out of that game i do too but the yeah. fact that they cut out like an entire the clock section. clock it's, yeah. it's a bit meh like why did you do that mm. <laughs> it's mm. it's such an iconic place whereas re4 it feels it feels like the game that actually changed the least out of all of them if that makes sense because re2 remake and 3 remake were like brand new, over the shoulder. It's still the same police station and Raccoon City, but from a whole new perspective. RE4 Remake, it's like, no, the perspective is the same. They've removed some areas, added some new areas, but the raw gameplay loop is pretty identical.
0: Um, the thing is, from what I understand, the loop is the same, but the overall layout and structure of the game is it's actually changed. quite heavily changed. Yeah, yeah. so
1: I, I can't speak to that because, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've played it, before. yeah. I want to pick but it what up. But what Switch I like is that
0: stage. there is this there is this version here because like I I I play well I tried to play the original and very recently I picked it up again because there was that HD texture mm. rework on PC that makes it look really good. Like, but the control scheme in a modern context is awful. <laughs> it is so difficult to get into now unless you have the muscle memory of I've played this game multiple times mm. over the years, so you know I can play it again. Yeah. Um I think expecting someone to pick up RE4 now after playing the remake and play through it to compare is like stupid. Mm. Like they will not do that. They will I mean to be fair Darren did that. Mm. He tried to play RE4 a few months back and he was like this is this feels awful to play now and I'm like mm. yeah it it does. Um so I don't know I'm glad that remake exists for that reason because someone like him can play remake 4 now mm. and get 95% of what made the original no, great exactly. with the added benefit nah, of it being you. modern. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm grateful three, make and I'm very curious to know what they do next. <laughs> well, they do five. Oh my God. Listen, five, five, five gets a bad rap, but I have such a soft spot for it because
0: Look, I, is me good. too. Listen, five is a fun co-op game. Mm. Five is not a good Resident Evil game. Like five is not, they are, f- you know, two, three, and four are good games. They were good mm. games as base. re. Five is where re started getting yeah. strange and like people are like, <laughs> What's going uh, on? What's Capcom doing here? <laughs> yeah, let's let's ignore the the story and the problematic issues that it has <coughs> within a modern context now as well. Mm. But just from a gameplay perspective, it's not there. Like they yeah. would have to change so much about that game. Um, but both, though, I, I have a feeling they might at some stage address it. I I think the play, and you've mentioned it before, is. Even though they've done it before, a remake of one.
1: Oh, yeah, no, and I'm, I'm talking in, I would love in like five, ten years when they've like, hey, we've remade <sighs> all of them.
0: <laughs> a remake of one. I okay, this is coming from someone who I played one for the very first time last year, mm. and I think that game is completely playable today with its control scheme, mm. and it's phenomenal. It's, it's really good. It's up there. Is like I think only remake two comes in higher for me in Resident Evils than mm. one. But man, that from an over-the-top perspective in a spooky mansion, it'd be so good. I will be in there day one. Yeah, it will same. be great. Um, yeah, uh, Resident Evil, good by RE4. Really it is probably going to be good. in your, pro- easily be in my top five for the year. Yeah, like that's in High fi Rush or a lock for like my top mm. five this year, like no doubt. Yeah. Um. Another game we've both kind of like touched on somewhat. Um after a year and a bit delay due to actual war, we finally have Advanced Wars. What is the full title of this? Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Rearmed? Reboot Camp. Reboot Camp, that's the one. That is the one. So I've never played Advanced Wars before this um, on the GBA and whatever. I've always known of its existence and always known that so many games are inspired by it. Um, Great games like into the Breach, um, heavily inspired. But most tile-based games, Advanced was kind of mm-hmm. like inspired. So it's very cool to play the progenitor of, of those sorts of games. And it's interesting to see that the game is very, I'm not going to say basic. It's basic in terms of the numbers it uses. Like every mm-hmm. unit starts at like 10. They do X yeah. amounts of damage. And you know that, hey, okay, if they're in this vehicle, they will do this amount of damage. If they're on a mountain, they will do this amount of damage mm. or they will receive this amount of damage. Yeah. Um, you know, all of that stuff. But then it starts getting very complex very quickly yeah. with the amount of units you have available, the sort of rock, paper, scissors you're playing with, A units versus ground units versus C units versus mm. units in a building versus units in a mountain versus this yeah. versus that. Um, and it's a really deep strategy game that I'm quite enjoying. Um, what's your, it's, no, your take on this?
1: Yeah, no, I feel the same. When it starts, I was a bit taken aback. Because I, so I, I always thought Advance Wars was a DS game. But that actually existed on the Game Boy Advance. Way before, yeah. yeah. Way, way, way um, before. And I had the same reaction you did of, oh, okay, it's weird that in, in a set of infantry people have 10 health and so does a tank. Because in my Mm. head, strategy games are, I don't know, infantry units is three health, a tank's like 20 health. You know what I mean? Um, But you start to realize how the depth comes in with, like you mentioned, different terrains, how you choose to attack your enemies. Almost, It is kind of like a rock, paper, scissors thing of, you know, Mm. a tank is definitely going to destroy a light vehicle. A light vehicle is going to destroy infantry. However, infantry with rocket launchers can take on tanks. Um, If you want to boil it down as like a dumb example like that but they very quickly start introducing more depth um like i said to you before we started recording because i think i'm about four or five hours in already you eventually get air units and then later you get c units so now i mean i'm still early in the campaign but i imagine when you start bringing them all together it's going to be okay how do i you know, dominating sea versus keeping an eye on the sky and making sure I don't give up too much territory on land. You know, how do I bring all these units together um, in the yeah. most effective way possible? I mean, and even over and above that, I don't know how far you're on the campaign, but do you know what buildings do? Because when you start the campaign, they're like, this is how you capture a building, and they don't tell you what it, like, what purpose it really serves other than, you know, <clears throat> if your tank's injured, you can park it at the building, it'll heal. Yeah, uh, isn't, it,
0: isn't it also like an attrition thing, like the more buildings you have, like I know some missions like mm-hmm. capturing certain buildings or certain bases are actually like a victory condition. That's Yes, yeah, so I did a level yeah.
1: yesterday, it was like whoever captures 12 buildings first wins. Exactly. But, but you yeah. get some levels where the number of buildings you own dictates the amount of currency you earn every turn and then eventually oh. you get buildings that let you train units per turn. So so do you adds, get more
0: units onto the battlefield? Yeah. So Wow, the, that's almost like an RTS then. That's, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. and
1: that, that's very, it's not, not every level is like that. Because when they introduced it, I thought, oh, okay, I guess I'm training units every level from now on. And it, it's not that. There are still, it, it's a fair mix of, here's a level where, like I said earlier, you need to capture 12 buildings. Um, and you mm. can train units to obviously keep feeding this back and forth balance between you and the enemy as opposed versus a level where it's like okay we need you to um like either destroy the enemy units or capture the the hq and you've got 15 units to do that with versus their 15 units like be strategic about it so it's a very cool mix and then sorry just looking at the video footage now over and above that you have what's called a co a commanding officer who every couple turns they get to use a special ability which itself can also change the flow of battle in interesting ways so Andy, the, the first tier you get, I think his ability is he heals units across the map for two HP, and then they get a little bit of extra firepower. Um, mm-hmm. There's another guy you get who, I think he basically ramps up the firepower your your tanks do. Um, so, like, the, there's a lot. It's funny because I know talking about it, if you're listening, you know nothing about advanced wars. You go, oh my God, that is so much to keep track of. Yeah. But... It's weird because it's a Nintendo game. they make it very palatable, like no doubt there's a lot of depth, um, but the way the campaign is structured it very it it, it really spoon feeds you things like in a simple fashion that before you know it, you are doing all these things and you become aware of, oh, I know how to engage you know a group of tanks versus infantry etc et etc cetera, et cetera. and it's it's really really addictive like there's a reason I've put. Five hours in like the last two days. (laughs) I've had things where Yeah. I just I think think they
0: do a great job of like onboarding you. Um I've seen some people uh, people who've played Advanced Wars before be a bit like irritated by it because there's no way to actually (coughs) skip it. So if you've like played Advanced Wars before, the tutorial feels very extended and there's no way of avoiding it. Um but but if you're coming in fresh, there's like lots to do but
1: yeah. even on that I, I can speak to the fact that they have streamlined some things i think the first three like tutorial missions are unskippable like i get that mm. but you do get to later missions where um like i said they introduce air units and you go oh my god like air units and the pop-up is hey do you remember how to use air units and you can say yes mm. or no so I assume oh, if okay. you say that's cool. yes, they go like, okay, cool. Like, do the mission.
0: So it's weird that they let you skip that, but they don't let you like skip the basics of here's how to move a unit. Mm. Um. Either way, it's it, I get um, the sense um, that Advanced Wars Two is actually a significantly more fun game than the first one. Mm. Um, but I've definitely started with the first one because I just kind of want to see, you know, what that what that's about. And the first one's like twenty hours or so. <clears throat> So um
1: yeah, I'm already twenty seven percent through the campaign. So that that checks mm-hmm. out, I guess, if you're looking at five hours it took me to get there.
0: It's it's really fun and, and like you said, palatable is a, I think a good descriptor because it's like you play a level or two a night, they mm-hmm. don't last super long. Um well they don't take like an hour mm-hmm. each, you know what I mean? Um whereas you know, if you're coming from something like um Fire Emblem, those battles can last quite quite some time. Mm-hmm um and there's a lot less jeopardy in Advance Wars it's like the mission either you've victory or fail you know there's no yeah. like units progressing through one or the other that you have to keep track of so mm. it is a very focused like this is turn-based strategy this is what you're doing mm. um and i think it's good i think the only negative I have is I really don't <laughs> like the visual style. I think you r- it looks you it for me. not good. <laughs> uh, the character, the character portraits that come up when people are talking and during like the mm. cutscenes like that animated style. I like that. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. But like the polygonal style that they've taken here, because obviously the original is more pixels mm. um or sprite art, sorry. Um this one just looks like it. I'm sorry, it's like a cheap mobile game. It looks mm. terrible. It really, really does. When when um, you
1: mentioned that in in the Discord, I I read, I was like, "How dare you!" And then I was like, "How dare you?" Because now I can't
0: unsee it. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I just yeah, it when does. When they show it, that mo- like side by side for the battles, I'm like, this looks like an Instagram ad for a <laughs> like mobile. Army it feels game. like it look, just looks so. Terrible.
1: Yeah, like I've never played the original, but it feels like more could have been done on that front. Yeah,
0: um, like I yeah, I, I can't compare it as in terms of like did they maintain the visual style, but from what I've heard other people talk about it, everyone's kind of like they should have stuck to sprites because it's kind of doesn't look that great. And I yeah, I tend to agree. I it it looks cheap, mm. which you shouldn't be saying about a full price Switch game, especially one, you know, for a beloved like a franchise like this. Mm. So that's a bummer. Um yeah. but other than that, the gameplay, like it's very easy to overlook because it's just super fun to play. Yeah. So um, um, and perfectly again suited for the switch so, yeah yeah
1: yeah. it's definitely going to keep me busy for the next two weeks before uh, Tears of the Fallen Kingdom <laughs> I need to wrap it up also I'm never Tears of the back. Fallen <laughs> Kingdom is two
0: weeks away oh, Jesus it's crazy. But yeah, advanced the, the, tools, the OLED switch is already out it's, people have it in their hands it's Like. <sighs> Oh my God,
1: Advance Wars! It's 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 funny because I like I said I always thought it was a DS game. I remember seeing it on the DS. I remember looking up reviews and people going, "Wow, Advance Wars really good." Never played it, so it's cool that I finally have had the opportunity to see why people say this is one of Nintendo's like most underrated franchises.
0: Yeah. And people are so happy that it's back. I know um, Darren, for example, super, super star. Man, Darren really loves his turn-based games. I never mm. really pictured it for him when I first met him, but over the years, as I've got to know him, like loves, loves Fire Emblem, loves the, Advanced Wars. The dude's
1: got a Final Fantasy 8 tattoo on his on back. His loves I mean, Final <laughs> Fantasy
0: Tactics. And he's fucking good at these games. Like, yeah. yeah. It's good. Whenever I mention I'm having trouble in Fire Emblem, he's just like... <laughs> for shame you say Darren Sensei teach me (laughs) yeah senpai please (laughs) Um, that's Advance Wars I definitely will be playing more of that as the weeks go on but I think that's a fairly robust look at how the game works and if you've been eagerly waiting you know barring the eh, art it's a really good game I think Mm. so yeah yeah Um, Hmm. I can't remember there was one Horizon that's the one. Okay, so you've finished Horizon. Horizon. I haven't touched the DLC anymore because I've just been busy. But been busy you have you have navigated the Los Angeles waters of Horizon. The what's it called? Burning, burning shores. Burning shores.
1: yeah. So okay, cool. Just to recap, because I know we spoke about it. Well, I mean, we both had played like an hour or two. Last mm, time, spoke last time we spoke about it, um, very, very briefly. But just, yeah. to, just to recap very briefly, uh, Burning Shores is a DLC for Horizon Forbidden West, and mm. it picks up after the, the events of the first game. But This isn't a DLC that you can just dive into. Um, you have to finish you, the you main game. You have to finish the main it, game. Yeah. You have to be pretty high level um, to navigate. All the dangers of a futuristic Los Angeles Mm-hmm. um so yeah burning shores takes you to uh, hollywood <laughs> uh, what it might look like in a thousand years it turns out a lot yeah, of, cool <laughs> turns out a lot turns of out it looks uh, a lot better than what it looks like now it, it does it's got volcanoes a lot of it's underwater um mm, the it get, doesn't but, smell the deer <laughs> i don't know is that sewage water or the ocean we, we, we don't no, know <laughs> listen it's
0: it's an improvement either way
1: <laughs> um but yeah so this takes place in a futuristic Los angeles but i think what makes this DLC stand out to the base game immediately is that there's a lot more water. Um, and it's also a lot, uh, not, not more gorgeous, but I feel that because this is a PS5 only DLC, also just keep that in mind. If you have a PS4, sorry, uh, you cannot play yeah, this. Yeah, kind of a this, weird one. Yeah. Like Horizon Forbidden West, West is gorgeous, but it feels that, I don't know, in terms of design and how this play areas come together it's also like a visual marvel um because there's so many different islands you get to sail between them with a skiff like a little makeshift makeshift boat and there's a lot of little hills that give you cool views of the surrounding play areas um in terms of gameplay it's i can't tell you that there's a distinct difference in how this game works um like i know i touched on it last time where Horizon Zero Dawn's DLC, we uh, find it hilarious that you get this high-level uh, gear that you finish the game mm. with, and then you get into the DLC and they say, oh, you're, there are these towers pepper throughout that for all intents and purposes disable your high-level gear. And that immediately is like, a, oh, okay, I need to think strategically again. Uh, yeah. Horizon's uh, Burning Shores DLC feels more, it's more just a a side story um, set in the main game. And like, there are one or two things that you might, I'd say, are going to probably be very important to know going into the third game. Um, but if it's really is just more of the same. It's not like there's a distinct, oh, wow, I must play this for X reason. You know, there there are, there's a new weapon that comes to mind. There's a, what are these? I've gone, oh, the Zenith, the futuristic people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You get one of their weapons, which is pretty cool. And there's a couple of new enemies, new armor sets, but there's no like distinct gameplay difference that comes to mind. Uh, The only thing I will, I mean, and uh, sorry, all that said, I know I'm like getting ahead of myself here. Not to say that the DLC is bad, like, I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But the, the end boss in this DLC is what has me excited for. Uh, you know, the third game in this to b trilogy. Because that I feel when when this was announced as a PS5-only thing, you go, that's weird. Like, the reasoning was, no, now we can do, like, better particles and now we have a real a better cloud generation system. The sky looks better. And that's all really nice. But you think, mm. surely for the PS4, you could have dialed those back and, you know, made it playable for people who own a PS4 until mm. you get to the end boss and you think okay this is a technical marvel it's that, like impossible that, to have i just that don't down. see how you would have scaled that down um and i'm not going to spoil anything but just the the scale of that final battle I, was, I actually read i think when it was either a review or a tweet that i read somebody likened it to a, a god of War boss from you know the original games just so like wow it's so like in terms of scale in terms of scale it's just like a larger than life like oh my god what a huge enemy
2: Oh and that's pretty cool. I'm like okay. I
1: if, if there's more of that in the third game, like I'm definitely I mean, I'm in by default, like I love Horizon. But more stuff like that, that to me I can see being a defining gameplay thing in the third game. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think Horizon Forbidden West's biggest criticism is that, yeah, it looks pretty, but it's really more of the same. You know, that they've mm-hmm. added a means to glide, there's a couple new weapons, but open world kind of functions the same. There's no wow de- defining gameplay change. I feel this DLC hints at what could be something big for the third game of like, no, like you're still gonna fight these smaller enemies, but I don't know, the premise of the third game, there are tons of these big enemies. Almost like, you know, again, God of War style, huge scale battles that are just very unique and like cinematic.
0: A- maybe like a an open world interpretation of like a shadow of the colossus yeah it's like i mean like it, you shit, have I, these smaller enemies peppered around but the main like objective is to take down these bigger beings I, or something like yeah, that. yeah
1: look i mean and this is obviously speculation but i would be so down for that i mean True. I, I like to think that this dlc's last boss was them like not only flexing on hey we can do cool shit like this but Maybe we should just sort of feel the water. What will people mm. perceive of this sort of battle? Did they enjoy it? Mm. Should we do more of it? Um, I mean, even even not necessarily for the the third game. I mean, you know there's a multiplayer game coming. And I don't think I'm alone in saying a uh, Horizon crossed with Monster Hunter
0: would be very cool. Oh, yeah. Now, that, that would be the perfect sort of like meshing. Yeah, and I imagine,
1: I mean, Monster Hunter has huge dragons and beasts that are very fun to take down alone or in cop now if the multiplayer game has bigger bosses i mean shit that's that sounds awesome yeah um, but overall the, the dlc again like i'm, I'm not trying to hate on it. it it is more of the same with some cool new enhancements uh, it's about eight to ten hours to get through the main story which I, th- and I think if you did the side content, you're probably looking at like 15 to 20 hours, which is mm-hmm. a fair bit of content for the asking price of, I think it's $20. It's like 370 I think it's Rand locally. Yeah. It's either 20 or 30, but it's, it's 370 Rand or so locally. And I think that's a fair asking price. Like, that's not bad at yeah, all for like 10 hours of game there's there's, there's a lot of content yeah. here. And the game is like, it's gorgeous. I still think Horizon is one of the best looking, if not the best looking game of this generation. That's a combination yeah, of yeah. art style, how lush the the uh play areas look. And it's mm. just man, just I just the think sort I, of detail in the world, yeah, world is just insane. I spend you know. so much time in the photo mode. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually Shocker. a problem when you're playing like man, I need to like actually play the game instead of just looking at it through this damn photo. And mode. the
0: photo mode's good as well. Like it gives you mm. a lot to like play around with so yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it is, is definitely the best looking game on PS5 at the very least. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just struggling to get back into it because it's, it really expects you to have just <laughs> finished the, the main game because I, I think that's
1: it, a, a, common problem that I've yeah. just seen in my own friendship circle of people. Go, I mean, myself included. they throw you in, and I'm just like, uh. I, I'm I, spending like an hour just figuring out the fuck's going on. to play on. this like, game. Yeah, and yeah. is that the developer's fault? I don't know, but they could have maybe done a better job yeah, onboarding man. or just easing yeah. us back into this new player. Because they're quite it, literally like, here's a story beats. Okay, cool. You're going to fight all these enemies. And they're not. I think little. it's
0: a tough balance thing because it's like, like you said, the game came out a year ago. Mm. So, like, do they go, okay, well, do we patronize people and go, here's how to replay the game? And people go, yeah. how dare you? I just want to play the game. Yeah. Versus. I played this at launch. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Yeah. Um. Like, I I think you lose either way. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's good. Though. But
0: that said, I'm not I'm not enjoying that process. But I feel like once I've got over that hump, like. It'll um, feel good, good again, once the the muscle memory comes yeah, back. Yeah, so, I must
1: say yeah. when I when I eventually got over the thing of learning what my weapons do, how because there's a lot of statuses as well, like what each status. does. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm like confused as to what status effect is good against what enemy, like what I should be doing. That, that that's the thing that I'm struggling with because I know for a fact when I played the the main game, I was like, oh, this enemy, cool, know exactly how to deal with, yeah, him, know exactly how to deal. So it just feels annoying to have to relearn that again. Mm. You know what I mean.
1: But I mean, Um, all that said and done, when you do have that nailed down, Horizons combat is great. Yeah, no, It it never feels, um, you know, run of the mill. It's always exciting to take down an enemy. It doesn't matter how big or small they are. Um, I feel, and it's also cinematic. (laughs) Feels good. Um, But yeah, I I enjoyed my time with the DLC. I'm very excited to see uh, what they take into the third game.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I'm always curious to see how. I think Guerrilla is a good, a good studio. I just think that Horizon is not the only game in the world that is suffering from this. Like, how do we make open worlds interesting again? Mm-hmm. Because everyone's doing them again. Yeah. And I just feel I. I, I wish more was done in that regard in the, in the sequel more than anything else. I just feel its open world is a bit sterile. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe uh, Tears of the Kingdom come out and I'll look at it and be like cool we're not doing that um <laughs> just like they did with breath of the wild um because I mean, hey i don't think anyone can look at it and be like yeah we can replicate that like it
1: would be hilarious if in horizon no 3 they introduce like okay you can build your own machines now which might be a thing you never know wow
0: now that would be dope like that would be or cool. build your own bows build your own components of bows and yeah. You know, mm-hmm. i don't
2: know
1: We'll see. <laughs> we we heard uh, you loud and clear. Now you confuse weapons and harass it.
2: Wow!
0: <laughs> this is a dynamic new feature that we have never seen ever. Yeah. Amazing. Should we cool. jump quickly over to game releases? Um, we are looking at games releasing from today, April twenty ninth, which I think we mostly covered last time. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, <laughs> so we are just looking at uh, games <laughs> coming out dramatic. and. All the way up until May 5th, which is not that many. Um, so, let's fly through these. Big one for the week for whew, many, many reasons. Redfall coming to PC, Xbox Series X and S, May 2nd. Mm-hmm. Very keen to give that a go. Very keen to give that a go on PC because mm-hmm. there's not a fucking chance I'm playing that on console at 30 Yikes. FPS. I'm sorry. I don't want to sound all snobbish, but a first-person shooter that at 30 FPS just feels bad. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, no. Age of Wonders Oop. 4 coming to PC PS5 Xbox Series uh, May 2nd as well. Shogunners coming to PC, May 2nd. Mm-hmm. Night crawlers, as in the night, like the Nights Shining Armour. One one in armor, you're there, thank you. You helped me get there. <laughs> um, coming to PC, May 4th. Kaku? Hmm. Kaku, cool. Ancient Seal, Steam Early Access, PC, May 4th, ejected, like ejected, but without the E oh sorry there's more to this title Jected dash rivals okay dash steam early, early access, access.
1: where that put yeah. that in the name
0: <laughs> steam early access pc may 4th and then hogwarts legacy is finally coming out on all the consoles on playstation and xbox one may 5th it's coming out on switch i think in june or july uh curious to see how those run on all the hardware because the, that ah. game is hectic
1: I, um, I can see it running on older hardware. I, I envision just longer load times, paired back In visuals. the castle?
0: How the fuck is that going to work? I don't know. Like, I mean, no, even my, on the SSD, <laughs> there were times where I got to a door and it was like, just chill out. Just, just my, wait yeah, a bit, My, just, my, my, my biggest
1: on. question mark is the Switch. I'm like, I have no idea
0: that thing's how not the gonna, thing's going to run.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: I foresee this not working super hot on these consoles. I mm. just... I'm thinking of a base Xbox One and a base PS4 and I just don't see how that's possible. So, yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah, that's it. Jeez, oh, that's three, th- three games under that is The Legend of Zelda <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. My goodness.
1: Um, My goodness. Yeah, it's a small, small bold of, release. Bold
0: of Diablo lo- host a Diablo beta on the same weekend that Tears of the Kingdom is out. Like, I mean,
1: it's, it's a beta. I've got nothing good to luck use. to you, friends.
0: <laughs> Good
1: luck, Godspeed. Good luck, Godspeed. Yeah. Cool. Shall we get to
0: gaming news? Gaming news. Uh, there's only one. Yeah, I think the biggest. There's only one speak. piece to lead with here, and that is <laughs> the, the very, very surprising kerfuffle that has hit the Microsoft Blizzard acquisition. Um, so, yeah, the UK yeah. blocked it. Uh, this is super not expected. Uh, i think if you spoke to any analyst on monday they were like yep the console so a few weeks ago the cma or the consumer markets authority consumer and markets authority in the uk basically cleared up their they cleared any of their concerns regarding the console side business of Mm. xbox and that was with that was where all the call of duty stuff came in they were like we are happy that we think that if Microsoft acquires Activision Blizzard, they're not going to obtain a monopolistic or competitive advantage in the market to skew it their way. Yeah. And their concern at the time was cloud. And everyone at the time was like, Oh, simple cloud, not a big thing. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Analysts were like the, the, um, decision is going to come in this week. That's going to be approved. And in the few weeks time, the EU is going to approve it. And, that's basically going to allow microsoft to close the deal before the july 18th deadline even though they're fighting the american ftc in court but you know if the eu and the uk are okay the ftc will probably fold as well because they mm. don't really have a case <laughs> turns <Surprise>. out the <laughs> the uk has big concerns over cloud gaming uh. um and there is a bit of debate as to whether this position is like correct or not because essentially the cma has concerns over a market that doesn't really exist yet they have future concerns and they're kind of basing their decision on what they think might occur so if you look at today microsoft owns 60 to 70 percent of the console of the cloud gaming market, mm-hmm. and that's primarily because competitors in the space have kind of disappeared google stadia disappeared mm-hmm. amazon luna not really there and microsoft is making all these deals, deals with these clouding cloud providers all over europe to kind of assuage the fears that they already have a monopoly over this this segment. So the CMA says that Microsoft's owning Activision Blizzard would give them even more power in in, uh, the space and that the deals that they've made are not good enough. Essentially, they are too short. They have far too much wiggle room for Microsoft to still make things exclusive. And as it turns out, when the full ruling came out, all the deals Microsoft made... They would take 100% of the profits of all of their microtransactions on those platforms, which mm. is like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> like, of yeah, course, so. there's gonna be a fucking problem. Mm. Like, you're basically it's, being like, we gave this 10-year deal so they can have the game, but also we're taking like all the money, every single piece of money from that deal. Like,
1: but uh, it's it's so interesting because just on that front, I'm like, if you're a cloud provider, you know, and you partner with Microsoft, and they say we want 100%. Of profits,
0: why would you agree to that I mean because you're not going to get the game otherwise
1: yeah I, I suppose, but it's still like it' it's, I don't it's know, bizarre
0: it's, i i just but even i yeah. you know I can see with that context in mind why the c m a did this because they're like we don't even have to foresee what you might do in the future, you were Be already doing it, it. Yeah. you were already like you're already overstepping the boundary, you know to the point where. the the potential for you to go even further seems very likely, and especially Mm -hmm. so when these deals are only 10 years long. Yeah. Um, So yeah, uh, where does Microsoft go from here? Well, they are very angry, (laughs) (laughs) uh, as expected. There is indication, well, there's suggestions from people in the Activision Microsoft camp that the CMA met with representatives from the FTC to discuss this case, which would be, highly illegal. Mm. Um, So if they can prove that, that would be a big thing. I don't think they're going to try that. Um, (laughs) But now they, all they can do is appeal. Mm. Now appeals take years, firstly, so it would, their July 18th closing date would, they would definitely miss that. Mm. Um, And based on history, the CMA wins all appeals. (laughs) So the odds of them overturning this, very, very meager. There is a suggestion from some analysts that the biggest way Microsoft resolves this um, is that they spin off Game Pass to be its own thing in the UK that doesn't have Activision content and that might appease the regulators in the UK.
1: But I mean, what I, happens to the FTC know. then?
0: Then the FTC becomes a bit of a more difficult case to fight in court because you don't have the pretense of like, oh well the UK is totally fine with that deal. It's like, no, the exactly. UK's fine yeah. with the deal because it doesn't apply to their region. Yeah. Um so it it this ruling complicates so much. Like because everyone assumed this was just gonna go Microsoft's way. Mm. And
1: Isn't it- hmm? no 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 go for it. Not what I'm gonna
0: say. No, I, I just I just don't know what they really do from here because from my perspective, just understanding this understanding this from a very basic perspective, like they can't really change their market share in the cloud space. They can't Mm -hmm. really change their strategy in the cloud space. Um, So they have less than two months to try and remedy this. Mm. And depending on what the EU says, because again, everyone's saying the EU will side with Microsoft, but everyone was saying this about the fucking UK. So who the fuck knows anymore now? Yeah. Um, like if the EU rejects this, this is done. Like this is mm. so dead in the water. It's there's already indications that this might be dead because there's already like Phil Spencer going. Oh, we still have a plan to, you know, continue Xbox mm. without the Activision Blizzard yes. acquisition. Like
1: Yeah, I saw that. You basically said like we have a gaming strategy that will go ahead with whether we yeah. have Axie Blizzard or not. It's and it, yeah. You know, it's just so interesting because like, yeah, again, I'm I'm with you. I've I've got a very basic understanding of, you know, the legality around an acquisition of this scale. But isn't it funny that Microsoft in like trying to tick the box of no no active activision blizzard games will be available to as many gamers as possible like we signing all these cloud deals etc cetera, etc cetera, but it kind of backfired yeah if that makes sense it, it absolutely did. I, yeah. I, not not once that across my mind going oh yeah they've got they've got too much dominance over cloud like i've obviously thought microsoft's in a very good space in terms of cloud but i never thought yeah, they're dominating. This is a mm. problem. <laughs> like, what would have
0: happened if Stadia was still alive? Yeah, like, that, that's yeah. what I was going
1: to get to. If, now, if Stadia was still in the picture, would that have changed the ruling? Because just imagine, imagine this happened two years prior or even a yeah. year prior. It's like um, the UK are like, okay, Stadia is still like in its infancy or it's, it's around for, it's been around for a bit, but Microsoft has competition you no, mm-hmm. we'll we'll prove the deal and then stadia falls away <laughs> then mm-hmm. microsoft gets the monopoly anyway but it's just funny that stadia's gone now and it's just like whoa <laughs> and there's, Ma- there's no microsoft's
0: real... been bitten here by being so ahead of the curve in this space exactly essentially. Yeah. like playstation hasn't had time to spin this up because they are going to get there like they yeah. definitely are thinking about the space this is the new like battleground for for yeah. gaming is cloud gaming um and because Microsoft just has the infrastructure and like foresaw this better, they got you faster and it's actually impacted their deal negatively because they just own most of the market because there is no competition right now. That's crazy. So I think that's where some of the, the, the confusion comes in with some people when looking at this ruling because they're like, they are looking at today as a snapshot of cloud gaming and extrapolating that over the future and thinking mm-hmm. that no one else will get into this space. And maybe that's not accurate. Um, I don't know. Uh, that that's also where I've seen some people saying where Microsoft could fight this in an in a uh, appeal is like the the ruling today is based on a future that is being predicted off of like who knows what you know? What yeah. I mean? um it's interesting. So yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's. The thing that gets me is that the UK, the, the CMA, was the same regu- regulatory body that killed the NVIDIA ARM deal. And yes, that deal was very different. That deal was, from an outside perspective, far more problematic mm-hmm. in terms of monopoly because NVIDIA would essentially have everything the lock and <laughs> keys to the designs to basically all of their competitors' hardware. Yeah. so maybe it was a bit more clear cut that hey, maybe we shouldn't allow this but mm. the CMA was the sticking point when the CMA refused to budge on this mm. uh, NVIDIA had to like pay SoftBank $2 billion in a breakup fee and just dissolve that July 18th, if that comes and this is not closed, Microsoft owes Activision $3 billion sure. and then they go back to the drawing board, then this whole process starts again <laughs> Yikes. If they decide to continue with it. Mm-hmm. So I think by July, we're going to have a much better idea of whether this is even going to go forward anymore. And if you had asked me a month ago, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can go back a few episodes and you can hear me say, I'm pretty sure this deal will close. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, pretty sure if- you can go back on most people's yeah. gaming podcasts and they were saying the same thing. Hmm. I don't know anymore. I'm more on the side of this is actually done. Like this, I think this is killed now. And- it's all based on a ruling that no one expected. So I don't see Microsoft appealing this in time. Yeah. Um, so either they they pay Activision three billion dollars and they continue with the appeal, which takes another two years, and mm. this thing fucking draws out for another half decade. <sighs> um. At which point is it even worth it? Because yeah. Microsoft is spending so much time and effort, and like planning for like doing a split strategy, being like we are continuing with Xbox down this avenue but at any point activision could be folded in and we need to be ready for that that's they're going to be absolutely killed by sony mm. if they continue doing that yeah because there's just you can't act effectively run a business like that no. so yeah well i don't know weird
1: i guess you'll we'll see but i think let's just keep let's just tick this off quickly all that said <laughs> still on microsoft news um microsoft q3 2023 windows devices and xbox down again they're Um, struggling yeah but i mean so let's just read through this quickly microsoft just posted the third quarter of its 2023 fiscal financial results the software maker made 52.9 billion in revenue and a net income of 18.3 um i'm just looking for the key percentages here devices revenue has dropped by 30 percent um overall gaming revenue.
0: xbox yeah
1: Overall gaming revenue has declined by four um, percent, and then I think there is a, another percentage. Uh, like all that said, the actual subscription site has gone up by three percent. I just mm. cannot find that in this article. Um, but a uh, slight
0: increase of three percent in Xbox content and service revenue. Yeah, thanks to Xbox Game Pass. Um, it's bad. Like Microsoft is in a bad, uh, or at least Xbox is in a bad position mm. right now. Like, despite Game Pass being fantastic value the content is not there to drive further growth and the content is definitely not there to drive device sales now Mm. i don't know if microsoft particularly cares about device sales when their subscriptions are still there Mm. but i would wager right now they still want to be selling xboxes yeah um and a 30 percent drop off is gigantic yeah um
1: but I mean, the Microsoft CEO did come out and say we, despite the hardware dip, we set third-quarter records for monthly active users and monthly active devices. Uh, Microsoft also nearly hit one billion in revenue from subscriptions, which is like nothing to scoff at. No, I mean, not at all. It's also I think it's also worth remembering that I think following COVID, a lot of the numbers that were set were unusually high, um, like.
0: I think, That's true. So coming down from a, an unusually high number yeah, maybe so, looks worse than yeah, it is. Yeah, so you're like, yeah. oh my God,
1: it's down 30%. But it's like, yeah, but <laughs> it was really hard to begin with last year. The
0: problem, but, you know, within that context, sure, you go, okay, maybe, you know, year and year bad, but, you know, their services are still going, they're still making a ton of money from from that. But then you compare it to what ha- what's happening at PlayStation. Yeah,
1: that's that's what I'm getting to. So that's <laughs> the problem. Also, news this week: uh, PlayStation Five sells top 38 million, following its best year on the market.
0: <laughs> also, the best-selling quarter of any console in existence ever. Mm.
1: And again, um, like um, I'm not trying to downplay this, but there is also the nuance of okay, but also stock issues are no longer a problem not, not trying to take away from PlayStation success. Cause it's huge. What's, but the what's thing is there? the
0: stock issues are not a problem for <laughs> Xbox either. And no. they're losing sales. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, th- this, this like Microsoft stuff with their CEO's comments in a bubble seems mm. okay. Yeah. But then you compare it to what their direct competitor is doing. And it, it, it looks bad. Like it looks really bad when PlayStation is able to say, you know, they, they sold how many in the last quarter, uh, 6.3 million um, in quarter. the fourth quarter, and now 7.1 million in Q3. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a like, lot. They're, they're, there is no sugarcoating that they are mm. killing Xbox in devices. Mm. Like, they are yeah. absolutely killing them. Um, and, you know, sure, what is Sony's... um. Services revenue. What is their subscription revenue? I can tell you now much lower. Mm. But if they ever put out a very compelling, you know, their their Game Pass esque PS plus stuff is nowhere near as compelling. But like that it doesn't need to be if they've got double the amount of consoles out there selling mm. and they're selling, you know, they've got exclusive selling over ten million within a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, it's the Nintendo model. They're making money elsewhere. Yeah. So yeah well if
1: this console talk has you sleeping and you couldn't give two shits about console gaming but you want to play your pc games in the go surprise <laughs> 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 the rog the rog ally, ally. The so, aces rog ally so we know we've we've seen this thing before obviously it's been revealed uh was it like i don't know it's been revealed it's a couple of weeks ago a couple think, of weeks now. ago mm. and there were, there were obviously discussions of like okay this thing's meant to compete with the Steam Deck, however, how much will it cost? Because the Steam Deck yeah. is a very affordable piece of mobile PC hardware. Um, and I think a whole lot of previews went out this week. A lot of people giving this device, from, from what I read, a lot of love. People seem to like their time with it. But again, the big question mark, what will it cost? Uh, we've had some leaks, it seems. I don't know how accurate these are, but it looks like the starting price is 700 for the amd z1 extreme um and for a lower end model the amd z1 600 dollars. how much is the steam deck the top of the range one
0: top of the range um isn't it
1: like 450 oh is it 650 okay so, no, it, so it, start,
0: it starts at 400 oh, okay um, the steam okay. deck and then i think it goes to 550 and then 650, and 650. okay yeah um listen uh, these Based on the internals, yeah, so they're using AMD's new chips that are specifically designed for devices like these, these, like, um, Mm. mobile gaming devices. They seem fast. Mm. Um, There is also a bit of, I would say, tomfoolery happening with the sort of access that people are being given to these games where Mm. they aren't able to give metrics on the performance numbers they're seeing. Yeah. Um, but they're told these things like it is double the performance of a steam deck, however, that's <laughs> caveated with the fact that it is using double the power of a steam deck. it's using thirty watts as opposed to the maximum of fifteen on a steam deck, so it kind of stands to reason that yes, it will perform almost mm. twice as like that that is almost a linear comparison, yeah, so like there is a lot of um waiting on. You know, reviews when this thing launches in May, because they're both uh, launching in, in May, um, like how will this thing compare to a Steam Deck when it's running at 15 watts and, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully keeping the same battery life? And when you're running it at full tilt at 30 watts, mm-hmm. what is the battery life? because yeah. it's all good and well if this thing fucking smokes the switch i mean uh, the the steam, the steam deck, deck yeah but if it lasts 30 minutes that's kind of pointless yeah you know um <laughs> so sorry,
1: that that's also hilarious in 2023 <laughs> for <the device>. yeah
0: <laughs> like
1: wow look how cool this is let me just plug it into the ball which
0: yeah like, exactly you know and you know? there's there's already this idea that this is not even a handled device because i like i watched linus tech tips who had hands-on he's like he played with it in his hands. It's bulky. It's not that comfortable mm-hmm. when holding it up. But when he put his hands on the desk, he's like, "This almost feels designed for this." To be like, like resting, the on the, the desk. ergonomics are designed for you to have your hands on the desk and it leaning a bit. tilted. I'm like, at the okay, at the ripe age of weird.
1: 34, imagining sitting in my desk having my arms leaning down, I just imagine the pain on my shoulders and I say, oh, thank you. and
0: looking down <laughs> your neck the whole time." On my neck. I, so, yeah. This doesn't seem like a thing you're going to be holding above your face in bed. Well, that said, neither is a Steam Deck. That thing yeah. is not comfortable in that in that configuration. So I'm not going to say one is better than the other there. I do think that the price here is actually a lot better than I thought. Like $700 I think, for... Yeah the full-tilt version is where this thing needs to be if it wants to compete yeah, because everyone was expecting a like thousand dollars so, yeah which yeah.
1: that in itself is my goodness that is no that that, that would that would
0: kill us that you would know. Uh, it, you know a lot of ineo devices that are steam deck competitors Oh. are essentially that they come in and they're like yes we smoke this the steam deck on performance but we cost three times as more so it's like well then fuck off like yeah, who cares you know
1: well one um, thing i've seen in discussions around uh, the ally is that there's an accessory that lets you hook it up to a tv but how much does that accessory cost
0: <laughs> well i mean the steam deck has the same thing they're all just p c docks yeah but
1: it's like expensive it,
0: oh yeah no. i know mean, just buy a
1: steam... ps5 or an xbox that's what you Valve's
0: want. one is valves one is like a hundred dollars <laughs> it's hectic it's they're not they're not cheap um no. i i do think that like this is for all intents and purposes a and just like the steam deck a PC and it's running windows so mm. i think more people will be attracted uh, to it to like Plug it into a monitor and maybe use it as an actual PC as opposed yeah. to well, having to learn Linux, you know what I mean? Um, I can
1: tell you from my point of view, it's like a very layman, hey, I love my Switch, but I wouldn't say no to a mobile PC gaming device. This is more lucrative for me purely because I can play Game Pass on the go. Yeah,
0: car. exactly. That's a big boon for people.
1: If yeah, I can have absolutely. Steam and, and, I mean, even Epic, like if I can have Game Pass, I can claim free Epic games and I can have Steam on one device. Like, Man, mm. that's that sounds too good to be true. <laughs> this the, these thing's the, battery life be good.
0: <laughs> the, no, but the kicker there actually is going to be Asus's Armory software yeah. that is being overlaid on top of Windows mm. that is supposed to act as a translation layer to be like, cool, all these control inputs, how do they work on Windows? Because Windows is horrendous with that sort of control, mm. like touchscreen and, and controller support. Yeah. That is where I think the Steam Deck earns a lot of its praise is because SteamOS is so beautifully integrated into mm. Linux that like, no matter what game you're launching, no matter what you're trying to do, there is always a control scheme to get around that it feels like a console experience. Yeah. And, you know, the Iron Nios have been really bad with this and that's why they haven't really caught on. If ACES cracks the nuts of this feels like a Windows console experience and then you have the access to all these mm. games but you don't have to like, always plug in a fucking keyboard to get it working. <laughs> They've got a winner on their hands, I think. Yeah. But until s- people play around with that software, I'm yeah, as, very skeptical. I was going
1: to say, I, I think if, if you're looking to get this thing, hold out on your pre-order. Let's yeah, see what it looks 100%. like. 100%. Um, well,
0: to, it's only coming to South Africa in Q3, though. Oh, so but I mean
1: yeah, so we'll we'll yeah. at least have a better idea. No, no, before. we'll have
0: reviews but to I, at least inform us by that. I then, am yeah.
1: very curious to know what the price is in South Africa now because Oh my god, it will be starting
0: is, at six hundred, that means it's gonna be over twelve K, yeah. Easy. Yeah.
1: Which like well, six, 600, 700 hundred, seven hundred is very affordable overseas, you know.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> Well look at the consoles. The consoles are five hundred dollars each. Yeah, they they are cost twelve 12000 grand. K, 12 grand. Yeah. So no, you're looking at thirteen, fourteen K for this device locally.
1: Yeah. If you if this thing comes out and you're like hey, it's fourteen grand. I'm like, Oof, I, I don't That's know. That's starting.
0: If you want the, the nice beefy boy, you're looking at over fifteen yeah, K I, I, I for don't, this and I that becomes know, like a no no I don't, I don't like know. Why. how
1: many you're gonna sell in our market, why? sorry to say. Yeah. yeah.
0: At least it will be cheaper overall than the Steam Deck because we had get Steam Decks now locally, but they parallel <laughs> imported. And they're starting at, like, 16K, like, <laughs> retailers, yeah. And that, is, please do not buy that. Like, do not support complete highway robbery like that. That Could, is crazy.
1: Can you can only you, can you order the Steam Deck directly from Valve, for example? Yeah. Or, so you can't order it from an they, Amazon? They, so example. there's some
0: retailers in China and Japan that, like, stock it. Like, Valve made deals with them because they can't do the distribution there. So, I'm wondering if that's where they're coming from because maybe Uh, someone has like a pipeline there. But in other countries, it's all from Steam. You can't get it from a Best Buy or Amazon. Because I was
1: going to say, like, generally speaking, if you order from Amazon UK, you can get well priced deals on hardware, depending on what you order. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. Then you could import them here, but you can't. Yeah, unfortunately. And I I think the reason behind that is because Valve is taking such. They're like eating so much shit on the hardware cost in this thing to keep it down. Like, yeah. to put it on a retailer side and lose even more is like not but feasible I mean, for them.
1: To be fair, Valve also printing money. <laughs> well, also true. Apparently, side. they
0: made $11 million on CSGO skins in one day the other day. So, like, what? Maybe money's not a deal, not a really big deal. <laughs> yeah, th- them, this
1: is so. where I uh, look at Asus and I'm like, yeah, you're selling hardware. Like, I, I kind of get that you can't sell your your new fancy handheld at like five hundred dollars you know because where where else you make up that money you can't
0: yeah valve yeah. just
1: goes we have a steam summer sale and hey presto we've made a billion <laughs> or something we put out a new case in a dota 2 and hey presto a billion dollars it's nuts eh?
0: <laughs> it really is crazy we run
1: an international uh, we take 75 percent of the profits only 25 percent go to the winners hey presto <laughs> we're rich again <laughs>
0: my goodness oh, my gabe mule
1: is literally the this the, the ducktail scrooge mcduck diving yeah he's the just diving into his
0: yes in fucking canada or doesn't he live in new zealand now or something? i don't know <laughs>
1: uh goodness. cool last last pieces of news look all that said i do want to see what this device looks like in the wild um mm. let's see mm. what it looks like when it's I'd love,
0: to, I'd love to like handle one and just give it a mm. give it a go um i'm just You know, every time I talk about this device, I feel like people think I'm just shitting on it because, like, I have a Steam Deck. That's, like, not the case. I just, I mean, I was very critical of the Steam Deck before it came out. I was like, who the fuck's going to play on Linux? How are these games going to (laughs) work? This and that. Valve did all the fucking work they needed to to make that Mm. thing work, you know? And I just don't see another, I don't see a company like Asus doing that, Mm. considering all the desktop software I've used of theirs to make lights go red and green and how fucking (laughs) crap that can be. Like, are they going to make a client that will make it seamless for me to navigate Windows? I have my doubts. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Mm, we'll see. Uh, last pieces of news, uh, just to touch back on Guerrilla quickly. Uh, Guerrilla subtly confirms a new Horizon game as its studio director moves on. I mean, mm. is anyone shocked? Shocker. Anyone shocked <laughs> by the fact that we're getting a third Horizon game? I, I think, think
0: what was interesting here was that we got confirmation that they're doing a multiplayer game because I can't remember if that was just rumored. If it is rumored or yeah.
1: Listen, yeah. said it once, said it a million times. Make it feel like Monster Hunter in the Horizon universe, and I, I really think you have a winner. Um, I can. Oh, well,
2: they're, they're doing it.
0: It's going to be a live servicey multiplayer game set in the Horizon universe. I bet that comes out before Horizon Three. I also like I think bet so. that that's what they're mm-hmm. doing now. Yeah. Um. Because there was also that comment a while back where I can't remember if it was Jim Ryan or Herman Holtz basically saying that by like 2025, they're going to have like 20 live service games out. And I bet that's one of them. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think Horizon 3 is like a end of PS5 lifecycle game, mm. like in the last year of the PS5, like yeah. as a final hurrah. to. <coughs> yeah. Um,
1: and then last piece of news this week. Uh, Armored Core 6 is from Software Reboot, the series for fans, Souls players, and newcomers alike. This shit so, looks so good. Oh new my trailer, God. The new trailer for Armored Core 6 dropped with a release date of it's August, right? It's,
0: it's August 25th, isn't it?
1: Why can I not see the release date? just wow, that is I think you linked the preview. Yeah, my bad. But it is coming in August. Oh yeah, 25th of August. Oh, and right, and it's Man, I've never man, it's a, I've never played an Armored Core game before, but you best believe I'm I'm Same. all in here. My favorite Same. part of this trailer is that from software man, their obsession with
0: fire and cinders
1: all yeah. the time.
0: <laughs> The tra- the tra- Link the flame again, this time as a robot. <laughs> as
1: a robot. I'm like, why?
0: <laughs> this, I this did read theme. in this preview, though, they said there is no poison swamp, and it's like, wow. Oh, whatever, man. There will be a poison
1: swamp. <laughs> we know that.
0: How can robots be poisoned? Oh, it's <laughs> not going to be a poison swamp. It's going to be a corrosion exactly. swamp. Yeah, it's going to be acid. See. I see, mean, they're getting I- around it.
1: I was saying this in our Discord, because good pal Garth wraps up Alden Ring, and we're talking about... Um, is at the Lake of Rots or, or the Scarlet Lake yeah yeah and yeah. I remember thinking because every from game has one of these bullshit lakes every single one but then in Elden Ring when you go to Khalid I'm like Oh, I can just get on ride. yeah and I Rots. can just torrent around you like man from you've really like slipped you know God are the days <laughs> of you making me suffer and then I discovered the Lake of Rots it's like you you assholes <laughs>
0: yeah and that place is the fucking worst the it is so worst.
1: shit yeah <laughs> Uh, Michelle, no,
0: I, I I bet you there'll be one of them. Yeah. There has oh, it's to be. not poison, it's corrosion. It's corrosion. It's
1: so Ar- Armored Core, if you don't know, is like you know, from Existed Before Dark Souls. I think this is one of their oldest franchises and it's all about mm. mechs. Um, Do you know Ar- there's
0: 15 games in the series? That's crazy. That's <laughs> nuts. Yeah.
1: But I mean, if if they've taken because it's been a long time since they've done an armored core, if they've taken lessons from yeah. all their recent hits, whether it be Dark Souls, Alden Ring, or Sekiro, like I'm very keen to see what this new rendition of Armored Core looks like. Cause based on the mm. trailer, it looks like there's large scale boss battles, there's dodging lots of missiles and lasers, which is pretty cool. Very unlike a Dark Souls. I'm very keen to see how this game shakes us. Um, Color me. Based excited. off of uh,
0: just reading the preview, there seems to be like, they're being very adamant that this is not a Souls game. Mm. Um, So I don't think it's going to have a lot of the trappings of like upgrade currency disappears when you die or stuff Mm. like that. But I think based of of what I read, the things that have come over from the Souls franchise is like an aggressiveness to the combat Mm. because I think previous entries were a lot slower, a lot more methodical, like a traditional sim-like mech experience. This one is like, no, we want you to be up in like, the action we want you to be dodging a lot we want mm. you to be attacking a lot so that speaks to we me you, i kind of want to play that <laughs> yeah
1: we want you to rekindle I mean, the flame once to more. be
0: fair like everyone i think most people who have tried elden ring are going to give this a go because yeah. like why the fuck not you know mm. and they might come to and be like okay Armored calls not for me yeah doesn't mean from games aren't for me it's just this specific one is not for me Yeah. um but i had never had the interest to try Armored Core beforehand this is the time that i'm like cool i'm into it but i won't go in being like oh if this is oh, not no. a soul's like it yeah, it's asked. like no, no it's just a different the, fucking game
1: the trail itself yeah. just looks really cool like, it
0: uh, does yeah it looks sick it mm. looks really really fun but there's a lot of like talk about like building up your mech building different components you know mm. like if you have a different component on your leg that affects how you move how you you know, the speed at which you walk, your guns have different uh, um, firing rates. Your actual core determines a lot of your abilities. So mm. I think there's a lot more customization and a lot more simulation in that <laughs> sense that um, may or may not drive with Just people, like but Dark it Souls, cool. you
1: put a summon sign on the floor and you can get your mech friends to drive. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing.
0: <laughs> it just fucking <laughs> like a Titanfall parachutes <laughs> in, essentially. Yeah.
1: I mean, August isn't too far. It's a few short months, so... Yeah, let's see what it's like. Um, but on that note, that is gaming news for this week.
0: Do you know what happens when that comes out? The marketing cycle for Elden Ring DLC starts. Oh
1: boy, next year, let's go.
0: Because Miyazaki's not directing Armored Core. So mm-hmm. he's full no, steam he's, ahead he's, on that. He's yeah.
1: working his butt off on Elden Ring DLC. I can't wait.
0: <sighs> Apparently, I read an article this week that suggested that that dlc has been in development for over a year already i can believe that is it releasing next year yeah definitely definitely Mm -hmm. next year someone said this year still and i'm like no no i don't i don't think it's this year Uh, i'm not gonna get my hopes up on that but yeah could you imagine getting to the end of the year and having to decide between tears of the kingdom and elden ring dlc
1: ah but then you'll get that conversation like you can't give game of the year to a dlc
0: of course i fucking and then can you say okay
1: award. i'm not going to give it to Elden rings dlc but i'll give it to resident evil 4 remake
0: <laughs> but you it's a remake. It a remake oh whatever oh, you can't give it to zelda because actually that's just like it, it should have been dlc it, it, it should, should have, have been, been an added dlc yeah <laughs> how about you just enjoy the games
1: also, it's our podcast. I can award. Yeah. I'm giving uh, my yeah. game of the year to uh, Marvel Snap again
0: because it's too Yeah, good. come <laughs> at me, bro. Deal with it. Oh, the game's only in Steam Early Access? Deal with it. Whatever, man. Whatever. Can I buy it? <laughs> can I play it? Deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. I hate those arguments anyway. Sweet. Um, moving on to questions, but I don't think we have any.
1: We pe- people, people hate us. No questions wow. this week.
0: Well, wow. it's because we told them to fuck off.
1: <laughs> i never did you you must have <laughs> um
0: yeah, no have questions nothing. this week which is fine we'll give you we'll give you a pass this week but yeah. if you do want to send us questions you can email us checkpointchatpodcast gmail.com or you can find us on all of our social channels at checkpoint chat um so that brings us to the end of this uh, episode Yeah. J- j- just
1: sorry just a reminder that you can give us questions on spotify as well like everyone. Oh week yeah, that's too That's too. I'm yeah. putting a question thing. This so if you do listen to Spotify, or if you do listen, do listen to us on Spotify, you can just pop us a question. While you're listening, say, man, why do you guys drop so many F-bombs? We'll answer that next week with pleasure. Yeah, mate.
0: do that. Just don't do it while you're driving. No. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're listening in the car, don't pick up your phone while you are going 120 down the highway and try and like type You can
1: pull message. over and send us a message.
0: You can definitely pull At your over own like, discretion. if you If you're going to do it, pull over. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. I actually advise pulling over and (laughs) sending us a question. Nice. Cool. Uh, But that is episode 222 of Checkpoint Chat. As always, we hope you have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. Mm -hmm. And we will be back next week with uh, pre... Well, I don't think we would have played Zelda by then, but uh, one can dream. (laughs)
1: <laughs> one, one, one could only dream I mean one can dream I bet listen, reviews are out reviews are probably I'm out almost certain Nintendo now. Yeah. is last the time surprise- they were out
0: a week before launch so yeah.
1: And yeah Nintendo is also surprisingly good at with their bigger releases giving people access
0: like weeks in advance so god bless whoever the hell actually a game gigantic like actually,
1: that surely the preview coverage we saw is that not based on hey here's the code just preview can go live on this date just talk about the first five hours of the game, whatever it is.
0: Yep. Mm. That's exactly what happened last time. My oh,
1: goodness. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it didn't happen with us, but uh, I know for a fact that the review copy for that was sent out like a month in advance. Mm. That's
1: so. a big game. So,
0: To be fair, though, the preview coverage that came out a while back was at an event in New York. Mm. So...
1: But there were more previews this week, though, right?
0: Mm-mm. No. But it could be that they have code, but they flew people to an event in New York uh, to slice out a portion of it. Like yeah. Put it this way. like I think reviews are definitely out this week, and mm. I definitely think people have had it for a very long time. Nintendo doesn't fuck around with that. so Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they Sweet. do because they're scared of leaks. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, this is Zelda, for goodness sake. Yeah, this is Zelda, yeah. Cool. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back probably not with Zelda next week, but with other games, more advanced wars, Maybe Star Wars, Jedi, uh, Survivor, if Matthew um, doesn't have any willpower. Um, we'll see. It's very difficult to say no to getting that game. I mean, you can buy it in PS5 right now. I you know have, I, you I have, have the, the means, credit facilities. I have the resources. You have the facilities, fam.
1: I do, but also no photo mode and performance is bad. I'm like,
2: eh. <laughs> I
0: yeah. don't know. Yeah, the performance seems... At least it's not... At least not PC, because PC seems bad. Mm. PC seems real bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. We'll be back next week with games either way. Uh, mm. We hope you have a delightful week. And as always, goodbye. Goodbye.